Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And welcome back to another episode of 99 Potions Fanbytes Premiere RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, man, senior managing editor of fanbyte.com. Jeez, I almost forgot my own new title, uh, Stephen Strum. I am joined today, as is so often the case, by head of large, John Warren. And news editor, Imran <laughs> Khan. And last but not least... <laughs> Featured contributor Natalie Flores. How are you Hi. doing, Natalie? Hi. Um, How's everybody doing? The super extra hot people with amazing personalities are here today. Hello. What's up, everyone? Yeah, all four of us. Yep. We're all here. The gang's all here. You know, did you ever, did you like SpongeBob, Steven? Or were you yeah. a SpongeBob hater? Okay. No, I love SpongeBob. Okay, hell yeah, because I hated Spongebob at first, but then I fell in love with Spongebob. Um, you know that episode where he gets, like, four fingers, and he's, like, sitting in the living room, and he's like, the gang's all here, or yes. something like that. Yes, I do or, remember I'm not that. Sure he, I'm he doesn't sure he get four finger. fingers. He's he like, does, yeah, I he love has this a napkin. idea that Spongebob, for the longest time, had no fingers whatsoever. He was just going through life that way, uh, and there was a whole episode. Poorly. I saw that poorly. I met like, like I, I think he only draws on one finger, but I think in he my draws mind, on multiple. I remember what you're talking about. I remember oh, that okay. guy. He's like lonely, and he's like the gang's all here. Yeah, the gang's all here, and I think he he puts like a, a napkin on the floor and a penny. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, and he's like the gang's all here. And that's that's the like this episode of uh, 99 Potions here on fanbite.com. It's uh, me and Natalie. But we have, you know, I'd say like the, the things that you described us at the, at the beginning. What did you say? The hottest, the smartest, the, the kind of the best, the most incredible, most um, talented, the most talented, the most show stopping, right, iconic, right. brilliant, never been done before, never been mm-hmm. seen before. Mm-hmm. Can't um, be replicated. Can't be replicated. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we. We don't even have to say it because I think we speak for ourselves. Yeah, every time and that we uh, get on here and speak, we we provide so much that we have enough for four hosts just between the two of us. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like when my mom. So like my mom is super chatty. She's like super outgoing. She's like the opposite of me, and so she's always talking everywhere she goes. And my dad is like. He never talks. And then I'm kind of sort of the middle ground. And mm-hmm. we like to tell her that she is so good at talking that she could just do it all for us. 
John and Imran are not here, but I know that they would agree when I say that that we, we talk are too so much. Good. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we are so good at this 99 potions thing that we fill up their spots all on our own. Oh, that's pretty like that. I like that, Natalie. That's very nice of you to say. Uh, another thing I like a good bit more than I think I expected to is the new game that just released when yesterday based on when we're recording this so we have not had like a ton of time because it was like a it was a surprise release a shadow drop if you will like a shoe drop and that game is called ruined king a dungeon siege tale no uh <laughs> a league of legends story what are they is it's just called ruined king but there is like a slogan for it yeah it's ruined king like colon a League of Legends story, sort of. A League of, of. Legends story, yeah. Um, just because they figured, you know, like, League of Legends is a pretty small indie property, so, right. like, Ruins King would stand out more, you right. know? Yeah. 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 They they wanted to, you know, kind of, like, diversify out from, like, you know, such a, such a small title, for sure. Um, Steven, before we get into this game, which, as listeners will be quick to learn we like it a whole lot more than we thought we would um, yeah. but steven something that i have been wondering is what is with all the shadow drops going on what do you infer from this industry trend that is happening right now i feel like like you know halo infinite's halo multiplayer infinite, yeah. yeah that's the big one but there are a lot of shadow drops hot happening here and i wonder what your take on it is as sort of like an expert of the industry you know yeah definitely an industry expert who knows a lot of things about business y'all know so much and money first of all you're senior managing editor senior now managing so editor. your title is evidence of this mm -hmm. second of all y'all know so much sometimes y'all start like going into like it almost sounds like gibberish but it's like all this industry knowledge and i'm on the side like I don't know. Do you remember that little meme <laughs> that I send sometimes? So like the alien in the hallway, the small alien in the hallway. Yeah, that's me. Uh -huh. <laughs> when you're all talking about like your expertise of like decades ago. <laughs> I mean, my expertise is honestly these days much less than it was because I used to. But the way that I would learn about a lot of that stuff is I would just like listen to tons of like insider podcasts and stuff like that and like read a bunch of stuff. I've fallen off of that pretty hard in the last like year or two. Uh, for sure. Um, but like you become it instead, because I've become it instead. I'm I get a much denser, but more focused uh, and less, you know, broad view of the industry now because I am so laser focused on what we're doing over here, I guess. So I honestly um, am not the biggest expert on some of that stuff. But John in Slack provided an uh, explanation that was basically like we're they need to get this stuff out the door before a certain fiscal quarter is over um mm -hmm. and they want people to pay attention to it and so doing the shadow drops makes it into a news story which is basically free publicity uh for a late in the game release um during these windows and i think that works in theory um it's maybe harder for games like i mean whatever i'm sure ruined king and halo infinite will do fine for yeah. their respective <laughs> people but um, they, uh, also decided to release those like within 24 hours of each other. And also there was the Activision Blizzard nightmare happened mm -hmm. or, or more information about the nightmare. Uh, and I the game awards. Happened. And game awards. Like uh, yesterday was 
Kenneth was flexing those fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, News Kenneth writer Shepherd. Kenneth Shepard. Friend of the site. Friend of the site. <laughs> no, yeah, I I do agree with John's analysis as like someone who wouldn't call myself an expert. Like I, I can only imagine though that it will only work for so long. Like imagine if every big sort of IP started shadow dropping yeah. all these like different, you know, new installments. It's like, oh, okay, another another day of shadow dropping. So it yeah. it'll it's working. It well, definitely is working, but it, it'll only work for some time and depending on sort of the, the size of the IP, you know? Yeah, and I think, like, we are... This is, like, the latest in a kind of a, a the wave. It's a new wave. I You saw this with, like, video... I talk about this constantly on, I think, this show especially even. But, like, the idea that, like, video game business stuff comes in waves where it's just, like, somebody finds success on something... And business people are rich and don't actually understand what makes a thing successful because they've just always been rich, usually, or been rich, <laughs> like been rich from inherited wealth and other various factors and stuff. So don't necessarily understand stuff. So they will see something becoming popular and say, we need to do that, not realizing that that audience is already being served by the other popular thing. You saw it like uh, with all the World of Warcraft clones. You saw it with all the honestly League of Legends clones, the MOBA clones. Uh, you saw it with um, the auto chess clones. You saw it with Battle Royale clones, all that stuff. And I only think we kind of are seeing this happen with like business tactics as well as people try to find like more and more ways to cut through the noise on some of this mm -hmm. stuff. Because yeah. before Shadow Drops, it was the Twitch keys thing, right? That was another uh. Riot Games like banger yes. that was um when they the did valorant. For valorant yeah yeah and then ubisoft tried the same thing and a couple of other people tried the same thing too much lower success because they're not league of legends which we should say probably closer to the top here that we are that fanbite is owned by tencent so technically we're owned by the same company as riot um that does not stop riot from not telling us shit <laughs> john's not here so i can't <laughs> check if i if it's okay if i say that but they don't tell us shit um uh, also, pretty divorced from them, y'all. Don't worry. Yeah, we would we would love it if they gave us more uh, scoops and inside information. Um, but we have not journalistic integrity and also are fairly separated from. Uh, all we of have that. we have journalistic integrity and also if we email them, they're like, "Who the fuck are you? What? <laughs> F shut the fuck up. Go away." Um, and uh, the other thing too is like circling back to Activision Blizzard stuff. Like we should also, you know. As a reminder to everybody, Riot is also going through its own fucked up, weird um, sexual harassment scandal, lawsuits, all that mm. shit going on that hasn't stopped over there. So as pop as pop, high are we, as we are on this game, Ruined King, uh, it's important to have that context around the company, I think. For sure. Like something that I was thinking about yesterday is sort of it's just a really complicated thing because it makes me wonder you know, like so often we see that the sentiment that boycotting games is sort of not the best form of, you know, protesting against all the things happening um, and all yeah. those systemic problems of the industry. Um, but then it makes me wonder, like something I was discussing with friends yesterday is like, you know, where's the line? Because I, I don't think boycotting the games and hurting the developers in that sense especially the rank and file developers that work on these games is is the inherent sort of automatic resort that we should go to but 
clearly, like with Activision, um, yesterday we saw that the board is willing to stand behind Bobby Kotick regardless of a damning report on the Wall Street Journal and that has become a very quick PR disaster. And so it's like, at the end of the day, like, even that won't move them. So is do we have I mean, to try to voice it with money and, and boycotting stuff? Like, it's so complicated the, to wrestle I think the with. thing with that for me, this is getting completely off topic, but I guess it's important. Right, to we're good at context. that. Oh, yeah, totally. This is why we are the equivalent of four hosts in two. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like... The the it's a you this might be before your time, Natalie. Honestly, there was a there's a kind of a meme out there of this is obviously like a very different and much lesser um situation than the actual very serious uh allegations and stuff going on at uh some of these companies. But back when Mo- Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out, there was mm-hmm. like a Steam group that was like boycott Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 because they're not putting private servers or, or sorry, dedicated servers in the PC version. They're abandoning the PC gamers. And there was a Steam group of people who are part of that. And the the joke at the time was everybody, like 99% of the people in that Steam group, like somebody took a screenshot of it the day that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out and it was all of those people playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 at the same time. <laughs> the people oh. who were in the group, that, like, the, the group that was like boycotted. So it's like, Part of it, I think, too, is just like the drop in the bucket that I think that people doing that sort of thing would represent uh, Mm. in cases like these when they are not part of like a larger like in concert with like larger things like the Blizzard walked out again yesterday. And the board, several members of the board did ask Kotick and other or or several shareholders asked Kotick and two board members to resign and other stuff like that. Like there's other elements and stuff. Um Mm -hmm. That, yeah, like Jordo says, the only thing that can uh, affect change is stock price. I like I also don't want to be in the camp of like framing everything of like. (sighs) That is the like because that is the current only option that that moves things under current systems does not mean that we should like abandon the imagination to uh, picture mm-hmm. better systems that are that are in the world you know, that, that could exist because if we just chose to to do that uh, as a people because like yeah. I think that limits the imagination of like what is possible too so uh, I think the the moment where you are already reframing it as the only importance and the only power you have in the world is with your dollar consumer and like mm-hmm. turning yourself into a consumer and like or, or not turning yourself into a consumer you have to consume stuff obviously but uh, under capitalism you're playing within the systems you're playing yes. within the system but like the the moment where you are are seeding the ground that like you're like that is the upper limit of what you can do and should do and should be worried about i think you've already lost because you've already accepted that you are part of that system and so that true. is the that is the only thing that can be done so it's a much bigger conversation than absolutely the one about the ruined king about ruined king not the ruined king no definite article on this the one. ruined king though there is one ruined king I will say, I mean, that opening sequence, I thought it was, so I, okay, just up top, uh, and sorry, there's like no easy way to segue into (laughs) that conversation into this, so sorry, listeners, Um, uh, but yeah, oh my gosh, so, okay, up top, let's, let's sort of set the grounds for our League of Legends familiarity, I have none of it. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna say. That's why I'm starting because I have none of it. Literally, I just know there's a bench named Ari, and she's hot. And uh-huh. I listened to the first KDA single, and I enjoyed it. Didn't like the other ones. Um, and I've never played a second of League of Legends, and this is really my first foray into the League of Legends world proper. Like it has been in my periphery, but it's not something like I'm not like Funky Joseph. Uh, yeah. future contributor at fanbite.com yeah, who is site, <laughs> yeah friend of the site who is writing league of legends pieces left and right and you know you know god code for ruins king and they're like yeah you know i i know this shit like no this is my first time venturing into league of legends i i did try watching arcane on netflix which is coming out in three separate acts the third act should be coming out this week or next week or something like that i think so yeah uh i watched the first episode i didn't dig it but i was also like i also started watching it right when my meds started setting in Uh and so (laughs) my famous sleep meds that make me uh do incredibly reckless shopping decisions or make me lose my focus entirely so after talking with uh, several friends of the site, Eric Van Allen, Samantha Greer, uh, several folks yesterday, as I was like, oh, Ruins King is really good. Um, I'm going to give it a second shot. But this is my first real step into League of Legends. What about you, Stephen? I, as a longtime fan by listeners and readers and viewers and whatever might know, I was always more of a Dota person. Um, but I did play a good chunk of League of Legends back in the day before switching mm. to Dota because uh, that was just where my friend group went. I knew nothing about the lore or any of that stuff, though. I I know some of these characters from back when I used to play. Um, I know Ari, obviously. I know Yasuo shows up in the intro here. Um, uh, Ilawi is one of the first playable characters you get, and I used to play her a lot. She's like this big, cool buff lady who carries around like a big rock that summons a ghost kraken eldritch god that she worships and creates tentacles yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh we're gonna get into that later but so good so she was like always one of my favorite characters to play back when i was playing league of legends more frequently which is nice because uh she shows up so uh, prominently in this game yeah you got to see her again that's so cool and you get to explore this character that you knew so many years ago in a totally different light yeah totally um other than that in terms of like actual lore and stuff i know about league of legends it's mostly i've watched those first three episodes of arcane i have not watched the second drop yet and i watch those music videos that they put out not just the kda ones but they they will also do ones that are like more in universe uh a little bit Uh, (laughs) because i like those uh videos those are always fun so that's what i know um about League of Legends uh, lore and such, despite the fact that uh, uh, I know or used to know or, or used to work with somebody on the uh, lore team. Um, so I was, uh, shouts out to Laura Miche. I was, um, when Funke tried to get me to play League of Legends again, I was texting her, asking her, like, are there any non-binary characters in League yet? I want to play, it's one of them. Where are the gays? Uh Seems honestly, like- though, I, I I will admit, like maybe it seems like a shallow thing, but honestly, like okay, like okay, have you seen? Okay, no spoilers for Arcane because I haven't even watched it, but I've seen sort of that little snippet of I think her name is 
V or Vi, Vi something yeah. like like yeah, it's Short like a gay Violet. moment. Yeah, where she's like something about cupcake, like your your hot cupcake or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should give it a second shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then before then, I was like, I watched the first episode and I was like, this shit was boring. I'm not going to try that again. But I saw that second act drop and saw that thing going around. It was like, hmm, interesting. I, I care about plot and lore so much. And um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. might have to just, you, you that, know, check it again. You know, backstory for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what is sort of the backstory for Ruins King that we can tell in the how how much have we both played I played maybe four hours I had a busy okay. day yesterday but yeah, this I, game literally has been out for less than a day when we're recording yeah this. <laughs> less than a day um but I did manage to get four hours in I abandoned my skincare routine yesterday to keep playing it like I, I fully meant to do it but I'm so into it that I just kept playing uh but I'm not sure how much you've been able to squeeze in steven you might have uh done more than me because i did spend uh, i did stay up till 1 a.m last night beating the secret super boss of shimigami sensei 5 instead of uh, playing this game so i played a bunch this morning (laughs) shimigami (laughs) sensei 5 noted nominee for best rpg at the game awards mm -hmm, mm um i haven't played a moment of it and i won't play it but i already know it's better than cyberpunk which is also nominated for that category. So um, I'm just going to say that. I can't get into it. I can't. <laughs> we, we can't. We can't make another episode about um, cyberpunk. It's impossible. We can't. So you managed to squeeze in a few hours. From what you can tell right now, what is the story setup for this story-focused League of Legends game? Uh, so there's like, I think the Ruined King is like... If I I watched a cinematic of this before earlier this year, I think it was like a long running kind of like in-game event storyline. It was like gotcha games sometimes have. Grand Blue Fantasy does some stuff like that, where I think a bunch of people were working together to beat this one big bad who is this king. And I think this game might be about that guy, but I'm not 100% sure because I just don't know the modern league lore at all or really Mm -hmm. even much of the old stuff. Um, But the game opens with this guy who is unnamed 1000 years ago, putting what I assume is his dead girlfriend into some water. Uh, yes. And then his g- very dead girlfriend, very air, extremely Aerith. You're extremely. right. Also, can I just say, okay, since we mentioned SpongeBob earlier in the episode, which is very closely related to League of Legends, obviously, does he not look like that episode where Squidward is sculpted? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't He's got tell that he chin. Yeah, exactly. He's got Squidward chin. He's got Squidward. Like, okay, let me just like drop this image in the chat. Uh, like, sorry to do this real quick, but it's just he he looks like sculpted Squidward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that's an obviously important. <laughs> Jordan's like, oh my god. Uh-huh. He's got Squidward chin. Um, th- kind of that. That seems to be the. Um, art style for a lot of League of Legends um, stuff is Arcane kind of has a similar look where everybody looks like they're not like they look like they are sculptures that have had oil paintings applied over them. It's not quite Star Wars The Clone Wars where they were like specifically meant to look like uh, vinyl figures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're they're more like 
I don't even know how like, the best I can describe it is that like moving oil paintings, but there are 3D models yes. and then all the special effects are usually in 2D, which I always thought was like kind of a cool effect. And that is that remains true in uh, Ruined King as well. He I puts love his the art style. It's good. Yeah, it's it's very good so far. Um, so he puts, he puts dead wife, girlfriend, dead wife, lover. girlfriend, sister, daughter, lover, something. <laughs> no, that's Mom? twelve minutes. That's twelve oh, minutes. There we go. Okay. Also, also a game of, uh, <laughs> the Game Awards nominee for best indie. <laughs> um, you should listen to our Channel F podcast on that game instead if you haven't played it. Um, you anyways. absolutely should. It's yeah. Don't deranged. play it. Just listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he puts her into some water. She turns into a ghost. Um, stabs him. Uh, speaking of Aerith, stabs him, he, then he turns into a ghost and explodes, I think was the gist of it. Yeah, um, he becomes, how how will we say it, the ruined king. Yes, perhaps. Yes. Perhaps uh, a ruined king. I don't know. Maybe he's just one ruined king. It's just called ruined king. Maybe there king. are lots of ruined kings. Could be, could yeah. be like four of them, uh, at least. Yeah, well, we all got problems. No yeah. worries. If there are multiple ruined kings, you know, uh, shout outs to y'all. Mm-hmm. All women are queens, and you know sometimes you get ruined. I don't know. What to do. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, then, then the game kind of, of. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, I just because uh, I'm staring at a picture of um, Ilawi, and like she looks great in that intro cinematic. That intro cinematic overall is just really beautiful. Yeah. Um, but you you sort of you then transition to seeing Lowey and then you see just a whole uh, bunch Braum, of league champions. Yeah. Misfortune. And it's, it's all really beautiful visually. I adore the colors. I adore the lighting. Something mm-hmm. that I'm going to probably say more than once is the lighting for this game is really good in the engine and out of the engine. It's, it's, it seems like what they basically set up at the start here is that this King guy I assume made some kind of weird deal with the devil to try and bring his girlfriend back to life or something. Um, and ended up corrupting his like Island. That was a nice place. So kind of a corruption arc thing going on here. Uh, riot, please tag your, your mind break. Um, anyway, the, he, uh, blows up the Island and then a thousand years later, all these league of legends characters need to, um, convene at the Shadow Isles to come and face him for various reasons. And then the first couple acts of the video game are you kind of like finding out their various reasons for for converging in this place. And uh, mm-hmm. Misfortune, Misfortune, I think one of the things I do know about League is that she's kind of one of the characters. She, you, they, they show it actually in the intro to the game. She, she was kind of like one of the prime examples of like the very cheesy um sexualized league of legends character mm. designs <laughs> um mm-hmm. with the side they, of girl boss yeah with the side of girl boss now well they they kind of replaced cheesy character with uh girl boss now because her thing was she was for a long time this kind of like pirate lady who uh wore like this very very tiny bodice and like strutted around one of her powers is literally called strut uh she's got a bunch <laughs> of heart themed abilities and stuff like that uh it's very silly um, in the past couple of years, they have tried to kind of rehabilitate that image of that character and maybe the image of their character design in general. So they they had a whole story about how she killed an uh, evil pirate named Gangplank, who I think is now a ghost and is working for this ruined king guy. Um, and she is now like the leader of a bunch of pirates in this city called Bilgewater. And, and she basically took over for this guy named Gangplank, who was like the, the pirate king. 
Uh, she found yeah. the One Piece. Um, she became king of pirates on the Grand Line. Um, Chopper is off somewhere doctoring, I think. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah, that, that's kind of all the yeah. big points. Ilo- yeah, pretty uh, much. You'll Ilo- hear people Ilo- talking Ilo- about the oh. Ilawi. Ilawi. I always, I can always get her name wrong. I always <laughs> pronounce it wrong because it was a name that I only saw written for years and yeah. it had a very specific way that I pronounced it in my head that turned out to be wrong once I started hearing it out loud. Once I um, once I met Brom, who uh, we'll talk later on, but I'm not sure if you have met Brom yet. What was the last yeah. thing? No, that you yeah, said? it was if the last thing was basically uh, Ilawi and Brom are now on their way to go meet Misfortune. Same. I'm d- I- I'm pretty much there, but I did a bunch of stuff on the side, like not a bunch of stuff, but I I wanted to see sort of all of the context for this world, especially as someone who is really not familiar with sort of the world of Runeterra, I think it's called. Runeterra? Sure. Yeah, um, I know that's a League of Legends thing. Is that the name of their planet? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, and I know that, like, like for example, like walking around, you you hear that people are talking about sort of the black mist of the Shadow Isles, where like every few years, sort of the Serpent Isles are overrun by spirits. Um, it's like a horde of mad spirits. Yeah, the black I, mist is yeah. attacking people. Yeah, so that is sort of where we're at right now. I am not quite sure how long this game is. So Yeah, me neither. I'm not sure where it'll end up or how long we have left to go. Um, but from these yeah. opening hours, I... So, yeah, Misfortune didn't make an impression on me, like, immediately. And you can definitely, I think, see the remnants of, like them trying to sort of fix that character's image to be something a little different, a little more girl boss, a little less sexualized, though that that part, that component is still very much there. Um, but I I really like Lowey and Brom so far. Um, yeah, there's Ilawi's so much great. writing. Yeah, there's so much writing in this game. Um, and one of my favorite <laughs> it's things. It's like very talky. I was I was surprised. Yes, it's very talky. So like, first of all, there are so so this plays a lot like Divinity Original Sin too. Um, but it sort of has like visual novel esque components where like the characters will show on screen and it, it, it's a lot like Hades where like the character sprites will be illuminated as like they go back and forth and talk like that but there's also like there's a lot of characterization that goes in other parts of the game so for example there are resting points where you'll have quote-unquote rest conversations sort of like tales of arise uh did earlier this year where like darkest dungeon does some stuff like that too yeah so there's that and then every time that you uh that you have a party member sort of join or like you're introduced to someone else you you get a sense of their role everyone is different so like brown for example is defense disruption and buffs while alawi is like this huge buff lady with like technical powers but who also heals her allies because she right. just wants to you know like protect them and whatnot and she's like a melee I, combat medic kind of yeah archetype. It's really cool, and I I love Brom's introduction where uh, 
like I mentioned, they get sort of the screen introducing these characters when they join your party. And the first line in Brahms' uh, biography is, blessed with massive biceps and an even bigger heart. <laughs> yeah, they, and <laughs> they do put that forefront about Brahm. It's just like, he's got, he's big and strong. That's he his is thing. himbo and he protects his friends. That's all that he wants. And he has a, right. what is it called? It It's not a dog. It's a, it starts with a P, a poor Poor, 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 oh yeah it's like one of those cutesy plushy mascots yeah. that has. yeah definitely not a dog but he has one on his shoulder at all times yeah. and it's wonderful and Alawi is is just great i will get into the battle system i think which is like the thing that I've, stands out the most right i think we should i think we said at the beginning or then actually i'm not sure if that was off mic or not or if that was off recording or not but we did we did say to each other at the very least earlier that this is a turn-based RPG, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's essentially what this is. Um, Poros says uh, Jordan in the chat is what those little Poros, doll things are called. Yes. Yes. I want one. Um, but like when you first start this game, it, it seems like you, Natalie on Slack last night messaged just to be like, Oh, I'm getting like divinity original sin vibes off of this. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what the I was fuck? Like, 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 is maybe that what this, this is? sounds wrong. Maybe there's like a whole genre of games exactly like that, that like function. Yeah. Sort of uh, the, yeah. 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 CRPG. The same visuals. The yeah. Um, but that was sort of my point of reference. I think there's clearly a lot of love from that game that reflects in here. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's unlike a Divinity Original Sin or like a Baldur's Gate or any of those kind of games, when you get into combat, it discreetly changes over to a completely different like combat screen, more like a Persona or a, a Shin Megami Tensei Five, actually, where you see the enemies in the world. So you, you know you're about to get into a battle or like Chrono Trigger does a very similar thing, you know, going all the way back. You know you're about to get into a battle and you can actually attack enemies like the Shin Megami Tensei games mm-hmm. uh, to get like kind of the drop on them. And actually each character you play as has a special ability that if you land that initial hit on an enemy in the overworld, which does look like a Baldur's Gate or a Divinity or a Planes of uh, Planescape Torment, but Pillars of Eternity, that's what I'm looking for. Um, mm-hmm. When you do that, it switches over to like more of a kind of more traditional side to side. Like your guys are on the left, their guys are on the right. You take turns, but it's deterministic combat. Like a couple of different games recently, um, Star Renegades uh, is the most obvious point of comparison I can think of, which is an mm-hmm. indie game uh, RPG from a couple of years ago or, or not a, like last year, I think, literally. Oh. Um, where you can always see when your unit is about to move before the other unit or vice versa. And some abilities that you cast take longer on the timeline bar to cast than others. And you can actually set different abilities. The game is like way more mechanically dense than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it also, I feel like it does a really good job of explaining everything because there are so many components, but mm-hmm. something that I, it was immediately like, I can't, I don't know why it's particularly satisfying with this game, but I feel like the UI is very neat. Like everything is like really legible to me. And for me, that's sort of important because I get overwhelmed easily by systems, which is generally why I don't really 
involve myself with gameplay mechanics all that much. I'd rather care about the story and what I can follow more easily. But I mean, three hours into the game and I'm still getting tutorials, but I'm not, I don't feel bombarded by them. But like each battle is sort of taking its time. The game is confident in letting you sort of you know, have all these tutorials one by one and explaining yeah. its system so clearly. Um, and yeah, like this is, this is dense, but I, I am understanding it. And I think that's, that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. Like, I, I, I wish I could give awards to games like, Hey, Natalie Flores understands this one, how this one plays. Like that's an award in and of itself. It's really hard to do when, uh, when I have one brain cell, I'm not good at understanding gameplay mechanics all of the time. Um, but yeah, like for example, um, we mentioned sort of the timeline of actions. There, there's a bar where you see when you will be attacking and when, you know, the enemy will go. Um, there's a really interesting mechanic. I think it's the, my favorite part about the battle system, which is the different types of lanes that you can do these attacks in. Um, so, like, you have your instant cast abilities, uh, which are sort of your more standard sort of actions that these characters take but then you also have your lane abilities which are more complicated and unique attacks for every character and you when you pick any one of these lane abilities you can also decide on what lane you want to execute that so there's a balance lane where you know the the skill will function as is intended. Um, there's a speed lane where you can do the skill more quickly, but for less damage, um, which is useful, say, if you know that you're about to finish off an enemy, and you don't really need the extra hit points to yeah. to kill them all the way, but you want to you want to go before they manage to take their turn. Um, right. And then there's also the power lane, which makes your skills go slower, but you do more damage. And so that's- Or heal more. Yeah, or heal more. And I just really loved that mechanic. I love playing around with it. And I think the, the characters have some really cool abilities that directly play with the lanes and the timeline. Like Braum has abilities where he can essentially push people uh, into or out of uh, spaces that are sort of called hazards, or there are like also some right. boon spaces where like <laughs> you have sort of a wild card ability that that can you know benefit you or your enemies. And Brom has a component to his attacks that allows him to push people across the timeline. Yeah, and I think that's so cool. <laughs> It's wild because like this is stuff that shows up from time to time. It has been a more common element in games that I like, like tactics games. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're like I said, like Star Renegades did this very well. Um, this is becoming like, like this kind of deterministic combat where you are manipulating turn orders and stuff like that and kind of like trying to break the game um, is is common in like more systemic games than I would have expected this to be because this is a League of Legends game. At the end of the day, I feel like this is meant to appeal to the widest possible audience possible. Mm -hmm. And I am kind of pl pleasantly shocked that they they 
layer on a lot of complexity and a lot of depth because it's like there's there's those three different lanes like you mentioned that let you manipulate the timeline order then you then you can move other people backwards and forwards on the timeline and then there's the hazards and the boons and then there's also like different units will have buffs and debuffs and stuff like that that you remove by using abilities that are used in a specific lane so if some like you might get to a guy where it's like well this guy is when he dies will explode and do damage to my entire party unless I hit him with a speed attack, uh, which won't kill him. So he'll get another quick hit in on me, but I'm saving myself more damage later by letting him have a turn now than if I were to use a power attack and kill him, get him off the board because he would just explode anyway. Yep. And like that kind of like risk reward and making those decisions. And then there's the, like there's more of that in the like overcharge system. Every time you use an instant attack that isn't a spell that requires mana and time of the timeline bar, you are generating more free mana that goes away at the end of combat. So you're incentivized to use those instant attacks that aren't as powerful because they're free and also make your special attacks free going forward and stuff like that. It's like. There's a lot of going on here, and you're right that it does a good job of tutorializing a lot of that stuff. It literally, anytime you open a menu, anytime you are introduced to one of these new ideas, it asks you, would you like to watch a tutorial for this? And, mm -hmm. it, and it plays it, and you can skip it if you want. So if you're just like, no, I know how an inventory works in an RPG, thanks. Like, I know that my equipment goes here, and my weapons go here, and my potions go here. Um, you can do that, but like for people who are maybe not as used to that sort of stuff, it's very cool. And even then, there's there's a good amount of depth. So like, you can change the skins on your characters, and they will actually like be reflected in the world. Mm -hmm. um, you can sort of do an enchantment to your to your clothes and like your items, um, where you can add different abilities, like standard RPG stuff. But like, it's all this. It's the layering of all these different systems and. It, it, I feel like it's a very graceful dance in that it doesn't forsake these systems in the service of trying to appeal to a wider, uh, you know, as wide of a market as possible. Yeah. But like, for example, in, in battle, I think I think the best way that I can sort of illustrate it with the with what we have here is that there's so much going on in like a given battle screen, but at any moment you can press Q and go into inspect mode and the yeah. game will sort of like, you know, walk you through who this enemy is, what sort of their special abilities are. And it's, it's just really helpful and really intuitive. And it all looks great. I feel like cramming this much information. I have played games with much more convoluted you know, UIs uh, for less depth in their mechanics. And yeah. I feel like this is all laid <laughs> so nicely. You can, you know, it, like you could change the combat speed. It's it's really good. I'm really enjoying I, my time playing it. The one the one uh, issue I have, I think, with the UI, you're uh, like, I love that inspection system. The idea of just like, I, OK, this person applied bleed what does that actually mean when does the bleed mm -hmm. damage take place how much bleed damage am i going to be taking etc and so on how do i remove it that sort of thing uh mm -hmm. this character has this whatever uh you can look at that stuff the one thing i will say at least on my tv which i yeah. do have a very big tv now so maybe this is an issue with that and like playing this game at 4k because i'm playing on playstation 5 as well 
oh. not on uh, PC. I, but I almost wish I had played it on PC because the turn order stuff on the bottom of the screen is so fucking small. <laughs> it's oh, so no. tiny. Oh, yeah. I was wondering how that would be for consoles. Yeah. It's, it's very small, and the character icons on the timeline bar are very detailed so when they're very small and very detailed like that it's very tough to tell just at a glance who is actually who am i selecting here who is away or who is going to be going first second third in this turn order and like okay i know this guy has a little tiny icon over his head that says he's going to attack this person because he's got an icon of this unit's face above his head and I have multiple times like tried to defend against that attack only to accidentally defend with the wrong character because the icons are so small. I can't tell who I'm, he's actually oh, attacking or no. who, who is about to be attacked and stuff. I will Which, say that I did have a little trouble on PC with this. So maybe it is something that they can improve upon, yeah. but it, it's better on PC for sure. Yeah. I looked in the options menu to see if there was a way to embiggen uh, that stuff. There's an option to make the subtitles bigger, but. Nothing for that, unfortunately. Um, and it would be fine if I just sat closer to my TV, but I have a very specific <laughs> setup with my couch and my blanket and my cats who like to lay under my uh, blanket on top of me and stuff Aww. like that. And I don't want to change it up. So true. Um, no, but, but that's I, the only real issue I've had there. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking, I, I think we're sort of, especially me, I think I'm on the opposite spectrum of like, the average League of Legends player because I am playing this because I'm like, oh, finally, a League of Legends thing that I can see myself at least trying to get into. Um, but there are going to be so many players that probably like don't really play RPGs or probably right. haven't played a game like this before. And they were very conscious. And I think they're they're very good about that dance between um, appealing to people like me who have experience with RPGs, who know these systems, um, and who, but who also can get overwhelmed by them. And also like the people who are playing this just because they want more League. They're on the opposite sort of end of the spectrum. They're like, yeah, I don't play RPGs, but this is more League, so I'm gonna get into it. Um, and they, really do a great job of explaining things in a way that I think so many people will understand without forsaking sort of the complexity of the actual RPG mechanics. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, it is a neat game. I'm excited to play more of it and check it out um, soon. Um, it is a weird time where, again, this game shadow dropped partially to try and cut through the noise because while this, I think, is like a... This actually plays into one thing I like about this game, which is this is such a weird year for video game releases where mm -hmm. there's not like the big triple A shooters coming out left and right this year the mm -hmm. way that they have in the past. Like, you know, obviously the Halo Infinite thing kind of came like, but Battlefield came out and kind of came and went. It feels like a Far Cry game came and went this year. Uh, Call of Duty kind of came and went, at least from my perspective. I'm sure those games are selling just fine, but those games just kind of like aren't making the huge splash in the perspective that I like usually pay attention to. The games mm -hmm. that are making like a big splash are these games like this, which I think, this, what is this game, $20? Is that right? Or is it is it more than that? I'm not sure I got a quote, so I didn't. Yeah, uh-huh, same. I just got one from <laughs> 
Okay, just give uh, me a code. Jordan. Uh, no, I'm going to Steam. It is thirty dollars. So it's not that uh it's not that expensive, honestly. Um and there's a bunch of games like that that have been coming out and kind of like dominating my uh like attention recently. Like Inscription is a game that I've been really meaning to get back to and stuff like that. Um I'm sure that's that good. It is. It's very cool. And there's like I a bunch of games about like that. It, but I, I yeah, it's like a card game, horror game, roguelike thing. Mm, got it, got it, got it. Um, but there's a bunch of games kind of like that um, that I've been kind of paying attention to uh, here and there. And it's almost there's something about this game that is that feels kind of in conversation with some of that stuff. Like it's not a huge live service game. It's not like if there's loot in it, but it's not like a loot game in the way where you're like grinding missions over and over. And at the end, like uh, Outriders or something like that, it's just feels like the game that you the sort of game you used to get on PlayStation 2 a lot. And it's kind of refreshing to just have a game that's just like, oh, this is just kind of a kind of a low profile, oddly low profile for being a League of Legends property. Um, RPG kind of low impact doesn't require a like it requires a lot of like attention to the combat and stuff like that, but it doesn't like demand a ton of time from me in a weird way. And that's been kind Mm. of exciting. I agree. Uh, Jordan yeah, in the chat also sure. says, uh, is this, <laughs> is the, this first the first lead property that costs money? Is it? Um, I I can't answer that. I don't know. I'm clearly an expert in my chosen field, but you might say yes. Maybe? Hmm. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of wanted to see how long I was like, please say something. I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because before, just to pull back the curtain a bit, as uh, head of Lord uh, John Warren, who mm-hmm. is canonically who's here. With here. Us right now. Yeah, who's here with us. <laughs> that makes it sound like he's dead. Um, he's here with us today. Um my internet has not been very good today so part of me was like oh my god did the internet like go bonkers while i was like exposing myself for not knowing anything about league of legends whatsoever but no it was just steven steven teasing me which i think they're still doing so um anyways but Okay, like Stephen was saying, oh, I'm just gonna move past this. Just, you, you just keep doing it, so I'm just gonna move past this. Okay, so like Stephen was saying, yeah, single player vibes are great. Uh, this is so bad. Um, no, but like, I was I, thinking I, to, about to that answer Jordan's too. question real quick. Sorry, to, oh. because of the bit. To answer Jordan's yeah. question, I think this is the first thing that like costs money up front. Yes. Anyway, sorry, Interesting. sorry, Natalie. Okay, thank you. No problem. You're forgiven. <laughs> um, no, but I, I agree. Like, I've been mentioning Divinity Original Sin several times today because that's, like, my best point of reference. Um, but, I mean, Divinity and Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 3 does it, I think. I'm not sure since it's still in early access. But, like, Divinity Original Sin 2 has a multiplayer component. And mm-hmm. this yeah, doesn't what's yeah, uh, this doesn't whatsoever. And that is sort of refreshing to me. It's sort of especially refreshing in the wake of I saw Imran share today uh, a Babylon's Fall 
preview that Josh Torres, um, a friend of Natalie Flores, not friend, like, you know, hi, Josh, um, over at RPG site, he wrote a fantastic preview of Babylon's Fall, which is very much not fantastic. And he, in that piece, he made sure to include sort of um, a recent comment by Square Enix leadership on uh, you know, when they they commented on Marvel's Avengers and how games as a service, they hope it will eventually pay off despite, you know, those sort of blunders. And it is just refreshing to see a huge IP like League of Legends sort of take this turn into something a lot more compact, a lot more story-driven, a lot more linear. Um, I think the game has opened up and it won't do this as much, but at least in the beginning when I would try to go to different areas, uh, the game had sort of excuses to uh, sort of divert not divert my attention, but it straight up wouldn't let me go to some places. Um, like when I first start playing as Alawi, I tried to go to a portion of the map that I just was not allowed to go to. And I like that. Like, I like when games do that. Cause then it's like, oh, okay, so I'm clearly not meant to go there. I'm clearly, you know, I'm lost at any given time. And that, you know, that means I don't have to be. That's one less area to worry about uncovering. Cause I love just sort of going around getting all the coins that I can get and getting all the, the text that I can get my little gremlin hands on. And this game has a lot of it, but it's also not overwhelming. Like, it's just, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah. I, I can't believe I'm saying this in 2021, but I'm enjoying a League of Legends property <laughs> thing. And it's really wild and I'm unnerved about it, but I also couldn't stop playing it yesterday. Yeah, it, it's really neat. It's like not groundbreaking necessarily but it is like this kind of just fun little um mishmash of greatest hits ideas from a bunch of different rpgs and i'm excited to play more of it and uh, yeah it sounds like you are too and i'm excited to wrap up this episode it's a slightly shorter one this week but we have to record our uh, thanksgiving episode which you all will be hearing later on down the line uh as well <laughs> so uh we are going to call it there uh, for, with me and Natalie uh, together here at the end uh, with Imran and John, who have kind of been saving themselves up, I think, for for this next bit that we're going to do. That's why they've been so quiet on this episode. So uh, you'll hear a lot more of them, I'm sure, in the uh, Thanksgiving episode. So look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Stephen Strom. You can follow Natalie on Twitter at... Hardy Misia. Uh, you can follow Imran at Imran. Oh, my God. On Twitter. He would tell you himself, but but Natalie just cut him off right there. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, He's also a little shy about saying, Imran's oh my god, but Mm -hmm, it is mm -hmm. Imran's oh my god. Uh, And John Warren, you can follow him at Floppy Adult, and you can follow Jordo, our wonderful producer, at Jordan underscore Mallory. Yes, you can. Thank you all for listening. You can follow Fanbyte Media on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. You can follow all, find all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. You can also make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They're pretty good. If you haven't done that I, in a while, I recommend it. I don't like them. That's not a bit. It. I generally don't like that. <laughs> we know what to talk about in this Thanksgiving episode in just a minute. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, in the meantime... 
let's take ourselves up to the bar, grab ourselves With a big old X no potion. No peanut butter in sight, just no vibes peanut and butter potions. potions. And uh, give ourselves a big old clink, clink.